welcome in. This is the uh, week 10 version of the IDP Guys Waiver Wire Show. I am Justin. 10 Fry. weeks in. Wow. Yeah, where'd it go? We're over the halfway point. We were a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm Justin Fry at FFF Ballers on X. He's Joe Harlow at JoeLo63. Um, so let's see. IDP Guys website, go check it out. Uh, we got a lot of great content, great writers over there. And we also have uh, our Discord server if you subscribe. Speaking of which, we have a new code that just came out. Uh, use code IDP50. That's IDP50. And you'll get 50% off uh, season-long membership. Um, just came out. Um, go check it out. Like I said, a lot of great content. Run year-round. Talking Dynasty. We're talking trades all year. Um, and ask us draft questions. Talk rookies. All sorts of fun stuff. Um, and then, as always, ask us questions as we go through the show. Um, we'll get to as many as we can. I feel like we always wind up hitting on all of them. Um, and uh, I think we even saw some coming on Twitter in advance already. So uh, that's that's awesome. Um, so with that, Joe, uh, you want to dive into what turned out to be another, another injury-filled week? <sighs> Aren't they all at this point? So it seems. It seems like it. Yep. Oh gosh, the the list I have on my other page is taking up almost the entire screen on our Google Doc. Um, so we're just gonna race through these as quick as we can, and if we forget any, sorry. Uh, quarterback wise, Daniel Jones ACL done for the year. Oof, just nightmare season for them. Good morning, Marco from the future. This is us from the past. Um, are you sick? You said good evening, good afternoon, whatever time. Um, yeah, nightmare season for the Giants. Um, yeah, he's done for the year. Uh, Jaron Hall uh, actually looked pretty okay in his first couple of drives as the Viking starter. And then he went down and Josh Jobs came in and will be the starter. So short-lived time for Jaron Hall, unfortunately. Running back-wise, Cam Akers tore his other Achilles. Just huge bummer. He was someone we had mentioned last week as a pickup. Hope you didn't get him. But it's just such a bummer. That's probably going to be it for him, more or less. But, yeah. Wide receiver-wise, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle both had injuries. that They did come back to the games. I don't know if Chase – I can't remember if Chase actually even left – but it's something to monitor for both. Chase was his back, and he, in his post-game interview, he seemed kind of concerned about it and was like, yeah, it's it's a thing. So that's something to, to monitor. Jalen Waddle, it was a knee injury, something he's I think it was he's been dealing with throughout the season, but he did come back and had a good game. So just monitor that for them. Josh Palmer went on IR before the Monday night game, so we'll miss the next three games at least. Also a knee injury for him. Christian Watson left with a chest injury. There was some worry it was concussion, but it apparently is not. So he should be playing this week. Or, they or chest, they said chest, back, and concussion, and I think he checked out all three fine. So yeah, so should be good. Uh, Traylon Burks and KJ Osborne both had very scary injuries, concussions, and I would be really surprised if they played this week. Even though Traylon Burks was the Thursday night game last week. I think both ended up being carted off the field. Um, so that's also a bummer. Josh Downs, Colts rookie, knee injury. Have not seen much on the severity there, but 
and it was something he went into the game also nursing. So I think they said it was a separate knee and issue though, which is, I think, good. But the Colts, uh, we'll talk about another Colts injury, but uh, later on, but uh, they're up by after their Germany game, so uh, be ready to be without Colts. Yeah, that's a, and we have a matchup between our teams there, so that'll be something. <laughs> um, uh, wide receivers, DJ Chark, elbow injury, did not practice in their simulated walkthrough yesterday because um, they have the Thursday night game, so something to monitor. I don't know how many people are playing Chark anyway, but it's a weird matchup. Tight ends, Dallas Goddard, ha- the forearm injury and will be going on IR, it sounds like. Yeah, um, the only thing for that one is people who need him to go on IR, my guess is because the Eagles are on bye this week, you're not going to get him put on IR until yeah. a week from Saturday. He should, I know on Sleeper he is already marked as out, so hopefully that helps some people, helping me in a couple leagues, but yeah. that is a pain. Yep. Um, not a fantasy player, but the left tackle for the Cleveland Browns, Jedrick Wills, did have an MCL and PCL sprain. And we'll be missing six to eight weeks, it sounds like. So that's just something to note for Jerome Ford, Sack Happy, Deshaun Watson, and the rest of the Browns. Now down both of their original starting tackles. But, so another thing to note there, especially with the matchup against Baltimore this week, start all of your Ravens edge rushers, which we will also be getting to. On the defensive side, Kenny Clark, nose tackle for the Packers, had a shoulder injury. Do not think he returned and have not seen anything else on that. Um, Brian Burns had a concussion, left the Colts game, and sounds like he is not going to play this Thursday, which would not be a shock. Linebackers, Cole Holcomb had an injury out for the season on IR. Bummer. What's up, Amy? Um, Nicobe Dean for the Eagles, another foot injury, left the game. Also be touched on that in a little bit. Zaire Franklin for the Colts, as we alluded to earlier, he missed this past game with a knee injury and with a travel to Germany this week. Not really sure what the status is there. Wouldn't be and with the bye week after that, really wouldn't be surprised if it's close that he doesn't play. But that one, if he doesn't travel, we'll know pretty quickly. So hopefully we get some confirmation there soon. Cornerback-wise, Adoree Jackson had a concussion, also probably going to be out this week. Safety Jimmy Ward for the Houston Texans pulled up with a hammy injury, so I would not be shocked if he misses a little bit of time there or is severely limited, and that's also a big injury or re-injury risk. Then on the positive side of the injury scale, Kyler Murray should be back starting this week. Uh, practice window has been open for Khalil Herbert and sounds like the Cardinals were wanting to do so for James Conner this week or next week. And Devon Achan should be returning from IR following this the bye week this week. I would expect Which, because, sorry, just on Herbert, mm-hmm. uh, they're playing Thursday night, so I would not expect him to play this week. No, I would not either. But and transition there into the bye weeks. Byes uh, coming off bye, so another reminder there to check waivers for especially Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and San Francisco 49ers. They were on bye last week. And who are we missing this week, Justin? Uh, 
Oh, it's a brutal week if uh, you start going through the, the, the four. There's only four, but uh, I mean, three of the four have a lot of firepower. Casey, uh, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Eagles are all up by this week. So, yeah, that's uh, that's three real good offenses. And then, I mean, I'm happy the Rams are up by. Hopefully we get Stafford. Well, without Stafford, they're not that helpful. But with Stafford back, hopefully, after the bye, you can grip the football. That'd be great. That would be. My cat has decided to join again. All right, so you might see him later. <laughs> as as a reminder, uh, we're going to hop into the waiver wire here. We'll start on the IDP side, uh, and then we'll flip over to offense after we get through everyone, and we'll hit on questions as we go. Kind of talking through. And once we get through D line, we'll start talking D line questions, and uh, if if it comes in afterwards, we'll we'll jump back to it. Um, oh, and Jamie did bring up with injury Quay Walker. Have you seen anything on him? So it seems like what happened was he got hurt on the Friday practice because um, he was full Wednesday and Thursday, and then he all of a sudden popped up on the Friday injury report. Um, but they listed him as questionable, which is weird. Um, so I'm hoping it wasn't that bad. It'll be interesting to see what he's listed on tomorrow. Um but Devondre Campbell and probably Isaiah Isaiah McDuffie are both interesting stashes, um, depending on league size. Yeah. Without McDuffie has been pretty good this year, relief of both Campbell and Walker at time yeah. they've missed. Um, and before we hit other questions, there is the one that Justin alluded to that we got from Twitter. I just want to hit that real quick before we forget. Came from Evan at Triathlete Chef, um, adding. Bryce Huff or Darius Williams to drop and then dropping EJ Speed or Tony Adams. On the drop side, EJ Speed, I think, is a fine drop, which we'll get into a little more of that rationale later. But personally, I think I would add both and drop both. Yeah. If that's an option. If that's the question, but if just adding one, I would go Bryce Huff. We mentioned him last was that last week or two weeks ago we mentioned. We mentioned him recently. But I think it was last week. Maybe. But um, that was he had two, another stack and a half. It was two weeks yeah, ago. We brought it up to Johnson last week. Okay. Yeah. Huff is a big ad. He's been going crazy. And yeah. But yeah, if it, I would take Huff and Williams over Speed and Adams for sure. And Evan, I don't know if you're listening, but if not, we'll respond with that in Twitter in a little bit. So let's get into the waiver wire. Defensive line, how did we do last week? Uh, I was just looking at that because I realized I missed Jermaine Johnson because he was playing on Monday Night Football. So uh, not a great week for us. Um, two guys were on bye. Um, or sorry, one guy was on bye and the other one was a long-term play. So go 0-2 and kind of two pushes. Um, Jermaine Johnson, two tackles and a half sack. Um Oh, it was only um, half. I got a yeah. full one. Unfortunately, so he's yeah. kind of, yeah, it could have been better. So we'll take we'll take the L on that one. Uh, same with Harold Landry. He uh, he struggled. Uh, Barrett Browning's back off by this week, and if he's available, um, he's a great addition. And KJ Henry, unfortunately, didn't do anything in his uh, real debut. 
I guess, for the commanders. You know, they're uh, starting DNs from earlier in the year. Uh, he only played nine snaps. I'd like to see that tick up, but he took a little weird roughing the passer call on him in that game. Um, they all seem weird at this point. It's coming from a Patriot fan, so um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they called him for body weight, like putting the body weight on the quarterback when he came down, but whatever. Um, weird, weird times. But I guess let's hit on how was that usage overall in Washington, which is a big question. Um, I have those numbers up if you do not. I do but not. The top edge rushers for them were James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill, each recorded just under 70% of snaps. And then yeah, KJ Henry had 14%, Andre Jones 22%, and then F.A. Odaba had 33% of snaps. So James Smith-Williams and Tuhill were the top names. No Pretty one gross. did anything. But those are the names right now. We're not touching on them in here. They didn't do anything. So yeah, I don't really least. expect it to stay that way since they did nothing. Yeah, it's not it's not a great line that they were going up against. So uh, all right. So first name uh, we'll dive into uh, Kyle Van Noy. Uh, for those who don't know, he's on the Ravens this year or partway through this year, um, he joined. Um, so uh, against the Seahawks, he actually put up two sacks and a forced fumble, and he's now up to five sacks in his last four games. He's only playing around 50% of snaps, but he's putting up numbers, and they get the Browns this week, who are going to be, like you yeah. said earlier, missing their left tackle, and Watson does not exactly get the ball out fast. So, uh, yeah. Should be a game where he's got an opportunity for another sack or two. Yeah. And yet that whole Ravens defense, and we have a question in here from Will asking about just starting the whole Jets defense. And I think that I'm bringing this up now because honestly similar with the Ravens defense and really the Browns defense against not the, at least the front four. Really it's, yeah, just frankly start them all. <laughs> I'm sure there, there's exceptions here and there, but some of those top defenses right now, Jets, Ravens, Browns, if you don't include linebackers, just yeah, start all of them. But just wanted to bring that up real quick. Um, yeah, Ravens right now, their edge rusher, their rush, their whole defense is just absolutely murdering people. It's the Seahawks actually offense did not play poorly. They were just, they ran into the biggest buzzsaw in the league right now. No. I think it's the athletic football show and on the ringers one, they were talking about how this is like the highest EPA and defensive success rate team defense since the 2000 Ravens. It's like, granted it's halfway through the year, but that's absurd. There's, yeah. It's if, insane if, right now. If, unless you enjoy watching defensive football, I would not watch the Ravens Browns game or you're a fan of one of those two teams. It's uh, that, those are the two best defenses in football and they get to yep. Go up against each other this week. So yeah. uh Lamar's gonna do some crazy stuff as always, but fantasy wise, I don't know how it's gonna translate offensively for them. Yeah. It's gonna be defensive. It's gonna be fun if you like defense though. It'll yeah, for fun. sure. If if you uh enjoy that type of football, it should be uh, a, a fun game to watch. Really similar with the Jets as well, like Will's question here. It's defensive slog. Uh. So Who are we next, about next, next we're gonna hit Shaq Barrett, from, uh, Buccaneers edge. If you wanna hit him some more, 
Sure. Um, all right. So he may or may not be available. We'll see. Uh, available as in in your league. Uh, he, he's probably a little more rostered than the other names we're bringing up. But uh, he's coming back from the, the injury, and he's getting his explosiveness back, and his snap counts have been ticking up as a result. He's up to nearly 80%, and I think it was 78% this past week. And he just got his third sack of the year, his uh, second in three weeks. Um, yes, CJ Stroud dropped back to pass against the uh, Bucks a ton, but uh, I mean they were all over. Barrett had opportunities for a couple more that he, he nearly got, um, and he was all over Stroud. Um, so this week they're playing the Titans, and Will Levis, who was officially just uh, announced as the starter for the rest of the year by Vrabel. Um, mm-hmm. So breaking news there. Uh, but makes sense. Rookie questionable offensive line. I mean, set up to, to get some more sacks if he can uh, get to the quarterback still this week. Calling their lines questionable is very generous of you. They've been like, they're not, they've, at, they haven't been as bad as we expected, but everyone thought they were going to be by far the worst line in football, and they're not that. So no. that's why I'm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Subpar, but still, it's a good matchup. There, it's a good play. Um, next uh, name, another defense. Um, did you have a, no, I a was comment in there? Gonna throw it back to you. So, okay, I'm gonna hit a D tackle this time with Osa Digazua for the Cowboys. This is one where it's a lot of matchup play, where they have the Giants who are turning to Tommy DeVito as their starter, not Danny DeVito, just. And yes, that's a real guy, but he was at Illinois and Syracuse, undrafted rookie. Um, yeah, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of opportunities for sacks, even if it was the normal starter, Daniel Jones or Terod Taylor, who I think also sounded like he's gonna be out for a little while longer, right? Taylor's on IR, so he's missing. Is he three, on IR now? Three more weeks. Yep. So it's gonna be the DeVito show. Um Odigazua for the Cowboys is third on the team in Pass rush snaps, pressures, and sacks only behind Micah Parsons and then one of Dorrance Armstrong or Demarcus Lawrence, just depending on which number it is. Amongst defensive PFF, how they have D lineman versus edge, which is mostly defensive tackles. Amongst all of those players with over 100 pass rush snaps, he is sixth in win rate and pressures. So he's applying a lot of pressure right now, and now they're going against very bad offensive line. So D-tackle, if, if you're in a D-tackle lead, upside shot, throw them in there. Probably going to get at least a couple QB hits. Got some interesting interesting breaking news. Um, yes. So the Rams officially cut Dresser Wynn, the quarterback, and are expected to add Carson Wentz as a backup to Matthew oh Stafford, oh which boy. does not sound good for Stafford long-term, but Wentz is actually not... a name that ought to be able to keep the offense at least moving, especially with McVay in there. I mean, he ought to be able to do what Baker was doing at the end of last year. Um, Maybe. So. Hopefully. But sorry, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, That's interesting. It is. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. But uh, yeah. and in Superflex Leagues, I would I would be adding Matthew, or Matthew Stafford. <laughs> He's owned. Uh, I would be adding Carson Wentz this week. They're yeah, the, I guess. They're, they're on the bye, but 
you don't go get I don't think you go get Carson Wentz if you're expecting Stafford to play anytime soon. Probably not. Honestly, I, I would expect that possibly an IR move. That would make sense, especially with how their season's kind of been yeah. on the downswing. Keep them healthy for next year or for a trade. Um, one more D-line name to hit. This is really kind of a shot in the dark if you're in a very deep league needing some upside. With Brian Burns being down, Amare Barneau um, is the top edge rusher for the Panthers right now since Justin Houston. I don't know if he's on IR, if he's still out, just benched. I think he went, on IR. He, went on, he went on IR right before the – on Saturday, I okay. think. If I okay. remember. Yeah, missed that one, but I know he hasn't been used much anyway. But Barno was, if you remember from his draft class, which was 2020, maybe. I think he ran a 4.38 as a D lineman. So just he's an athletic freak. So against a, very, a bad Bears offensive line, which may be Tyson Bajant again, maybe Justin Fields is back. Um, either way, both. We'll take some sacks. So if you're in a deep league and need just a shot, that's one you can take. I'd be shocked if it's not Bajan. Like, yeah, a short. If it were a full week, maybe, but short week. Yeah. Why rush Fields back? Yeah. Uh, um, just so I, again, oh, I would not feel comfortable starting Barno, but maybe if you're in a best ball, pick him up, see what happens, drop him next week when yeah. Burns is back. So let's see. We kind of hit on this one, but we had a question on D-line. I'm adding Jermaine Johnson over Bryce Huff. Um, yep. We kind of talked a little bit. Uh, Will brought up uh, multiple players on the same defense, and especially, if I remember right, Will, you play in a lot of best ball leagues, or it is a best ball league that you typically bring it up. So uh, especially in a best ball league, I have no issue rostering a bunch of guys. I don't feel – the linebackers are more likely to take away from each other than Jermaine Johnson – and Huff are from the Mosley uh, Quincy, um, so I don't I don't see a ton of overlap between the pass rushers and the linebackers. And I, I haven't done a study. I'd be interested to do something like that and see that kind of correlation. I don't think there would be a ton, if any. Uh, let's see. Next one: Chase Young in San Francisco. I don't think there's a huge issue there. Liam Quincy. Even are doing well. Sorry. Not if it's my connection or yours. One of us is pretty choppy. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Matt, think... Matt Hickman brought up uh, Chase Young in San Francisco. So, yeah, his snap share is likely to go down, but my guess is I don't know if it raises his floor, but I think it actually would raise his ceiling. Um,. I think he's more likely to get sacks, but I think he's probably going to see less playing time. Uh, with Randy Gregory there, I, they still probably like Drake Jackson. I, I don't know at this point. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. What do you it think? Um, I'm very content playing Chase Young at any point this time. Uh, his snaps, oh. yeah, I don't think he'll. What's up? Oh, sorry. No, I, I was just agreeing with you. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if his snaps will be as high. Um, but, yeah, he's still an elite talent. He's been putting up elite pressure numbers, so I'd be very content 
playing him. Drake Jackson, really not too worried about. He's has not broken 30% of snaps since week four. So he's really on the afterburner to this point. Cleveland Farrell's been playing 60, 55% of snaps. So I really think he's probably just going to take those snaps and then some more from someone else. Yeah. All right. And then Will brought up that Burns is out. Same with yep. Henderson for Carolina. Uh, I think that's it on the D line. Yes. I believe so. So. We'll hop over to linebacker, where we did a little better last week. Um, two one and zero. Uh, Jack Sanborn crushed it like he always does when he fills in. Uh, Leo Chanel did a great job for the Chiefs. Unfortunately, going on by now. Uh, and uh, Mac Wilson, uh, take the L on that one. But Jawan Bentley came back and was fine for the game. Um, surprising with how quickly he was ruled out, but he crushed it last week against the Commanders. So, good process, bad results. Um, and with that Chiefs linebacker room, just to butt in, it does. Leo Chanel did have fifty-four percent of snaps, while Willie Gay was at forty percent. So, would have loved to see a bigger split, but bigger gap in those snaps. But was Tranko still up around hundred? Uh, I think he was at. 95. He okay. missed a couple snaps. But. Um, yeah, a couple snaps. No, whatever. All right. Do you want to take the first one? Yeah, I can take the first one. Uh, the Bills, as we're playing roulette with their linebacker situation, Tyrell Dodson, who played almost the full game. Uh, Terrell Bernard was a name we missed in the injury report, but he went out. I don't remember what the injury was, but it does not seem like it's going to be a quick turnaround for him. Yeah, the coach uh, basically said, I forget which player. He listed like four guys and said, this guy will be quick, and it wasn't uh, Bernard. So I'm expecting not good news. Yeah, I think it was a knee. So, okay. Yeah, Dodson took over and was doing the play calling for the defense. Um, expect him to be the green dot player from here out. He had, did have nine tackles in this game. He's going to be the linebacker one, it seems like. Though I guess him and Dorian Williams probably are both relevant at this point. If Bernard is also out, Sorry, that defense has been concussion. Used. Concussion. Okay. I don't know why I thought knee. Um, well, it's usually one of the two. It feels like. Yeah. So all right. Uh, next name, Zach Cunningham. Um, Nicobe Dean left again, unfortunately, uh, and Cunningham played a full snap share. And got 10 tackles for the second time this year. Uh, unfortunately, the Eagles aren't by this week. But uh, Cunningham's been playing a near full-time role even with Dean back. So um, if you're looking for a linebacker, you can do a lot worse. Um, but like I said, just a stash play for this week. Or stash for this week. So uh, do you want to – we got another – we talked earlier about uh, the NFL's leading tackler being out. So who's his replacement? So Sagoon Alubi. Um, yeah, Sagoon Alubi. I hope I'm pronouncing this name right. I don't know entirely. This is not one of those I've seen much of before. But he played every snap for the Colts this week. Um, 
Shaq Leonard is still not trusted to be the third down linebacker, which is the right call based off how he's looked. But instead of it being EJ Speed taking those snaps, it was Saguna Luby who had a not spectacular game. He had six tackles and did get an interception. But um, yeah, if Franklin misses this Germany game, it looks like we have the replacement and it's not Shaq Leonard or EJ Speed, which is definitely a surprise. If Franklin's back, don't worry about adding him, but it will be Franklin's show. But yeah, it was surprising to see. Yeah, he's at most just a one-week play this week. So um, I'd go low with a waiver priority or fab if uh, prioritize yeah. some of the other guys. Um, I would agree. And do you want to hit the last linebacker name we got? Yeah, so this one popped up this morning. Um, for anyone who didn't see, Blake Martinez signed with the Carolina Panthers practice squad. Um, don't think he plays uh, Thursday, but or even gets elevated. But they've been looking for someone to play next to Luvu since. Um, wow, Shaq Thompson went Shaq down. Thompson. I was gonna—I almost said like Shaq Barrett, but we just talked about him. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I would expect him to off the mini buy next week to be the second starting linebacker. Um, so yeah, that makes if, sense. If you have the roster spot to stash him for a week, I think you're picking up uh, probably 80 plus percent uh, playing time linebacker who did not look washed the last time he played. He just retired to do some weird stuff with Pokemon cards and get in trouble for it. Um, so yeah, I know they've been trying to fill that linebacker two spot between Kamu Grugier Hill and Deion Jones, who both, and with the Pokemon market card trading will, sounded like he kind of got, did some fraudulent things with the cards and got kicked out and like isn't allowed to trade them anymore or something. Yeah, I think he was like, yeah, uh, see, see, something sketchy going on there. Yeah. I didn't read too much into it, but it seemed like he was doing some sketchy stuff. Yeah, I was just like, oh, interesting. Good for IDP managers. Uh, yeah, it's a good name, um, and I do like I said. I don't think he's washed. So, yeah, losing Thompson has really been a huge issue for that defense. You can tell that they can't let Luvu. Luvu's still been awesome, but he can't be exactly what they want him to be on the field. Can't let him loose as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so we do have a linebacker question in here. Uh, Nate Landman, rest of season. What are you feeling about him? Um, he's been consistently the better linebacker in Atlanta, at least from an IDP perspective. I'll be honest, I don't mm-hmm. watch a ton of Falcons games. Um, but, yeah, uh, from a pure fantasy perspective, he's been the one putting up the big tackle numbers. Um he probably belongs as a borderline linebacker two type rest of the season, top 24-ish type guy, if not yeah. higher, I think, with his tackles. I got to pull it up, but what do you think? Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, Ben, not spectacular. He was back up to 99% of snaps this week after being in the eight, 70s, 80s last few weeks. Um, I mean, I mean, or, so, so since uh, Trey Anderson went down week three or four, 
so week four, nine tackles, eight tackles, eight tackles, 12 tackles, eight tackles, 10 tackles. Like, I mean. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. No duds in there. Like, that's, yeah. Um, He's yeah. second on the team in tackles, even though he didn't start first three. Three games was it? He played. He played a bunch week Something two. Like I think. That, I think Trey Anderson got hurt. So one week okay. one and three were his like ten percent right. snaps. Yeah, and he has sixty tackles on the year. So really yeah. in seven games. So yeah, he's a good play. Nice floor if you have someone more volatile at your other linebacker spot. I mean, for instance, I love Pete Werner coming into the year. I'm pretty sure he probably has more tackles than Werner at this point. And Werner started and played every game. So, yuck. I remember actually point. being surprised in Pete Werner's total numbers. I feel like – so, Landman is probably playing the role – right? The Saints D coordinator went to Atlanta. That's why Caden Ellis went up there mm-hmm. too. So, I think Landman is probably playing yep. that role that Werner played last year. Which is probably why he's doing so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has it looks like eight more tackles than one on the year, which two less starts. So, uh, I uh, do have another linebacker question. Um, tranquil. I. He might not. He definitely doesn't have the talent of Bolton. Uh, they're different players anyway. So, honestly, I, when, when they signed him, I actually really liked the signing, and I assumed what he was going to do was take the role that Willie Gay has played most of his career as the linebacker two and coverage linebacker and let Bolton be Bolton, rush the passer, not be locked up on tight ends and running backs as much. Um, but then they basically made him a backup to Bolton. Um, so it's interesting. He's had a couple up and down games, but they use him differently and he gets sacks with some regularity. So, I mean, I don't know that he's going to put up the monster tackle games you got from Bolton, but you're getting stats elsewhere. So he's probably borderline linebacker one type the rest of the season, but with the snap share he's playing and everything, it's hard to get off of him. And they're another one of those defenses right now that they're in the conversation for second, third best defense in the league right now. And they're one of those other ones that, from Will's question, like you can start pretty much anyone on that defense right now. It's Tranquil, I do have as a pretty locked in linebacker one for the rest of the season, or not rest of the season, but until Bolton's back. But, it's honestly, it's it's the defense being so good is what is killing Patrick Mahomes' fantasy value. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, they just they don't need to have him drop back and throw it as much as he has historically. So yeah, don't need him to trust those inexperienced receivers. But uh, let's see, we got Will had another one. We can just go back to. So this was on his question of Jermaine Johnson or Bryce Huff, I think. Mm -hmm. And I would put Byron Young between Johnson and Huff, personally. Uh, I'm surprised you want to put Young first. No, you're a huge fan of his. I am a huge fan of his, but he's still a rookie. um, The thing with Johnson's 
showing his talent level, and he was a first-round pick. Young is still a third-round pick, was a little rock coming out. Played a lot of – he played for a really small school before winding up at Tennessee. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's my order. I would, I would agree with that order. Prioritize Johnson. After that, like I said, Huff is 30 to 40% of snaps, so I would much rather have Young at 90%. Um, and I would have him tranquil back to him a little bit. I'd have him in the around the 10 range, give or take. But if we're talking rest of season, including a bolt and comeback, yeah, it drops him a bit. But for the next five-ish weeks or whatever, I would feel comfortable with him as a top 12, 8 to yeah. 12 range linebacker. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable spot to put him. Yeah. But the concerns are definitely valid. It's a lot less stable, I guess, than it would be with Bolton. Yeah. Bolton, honestly, wasn't that consistent. I think the overall talent of the Chiefs' defense has kind of hampered all of their overall stat lines. Um, but, yeah. Um, do we have any more? I think you have a two-word. Uh, I see gotta... one from Marco DB. regarding DBs, so we'll hit that in a minute. All right, and then, and the then other one was... Jamie's question about the tournament, I think we'll hit later on. <laughs> yeah, I figure when we transition between the two, we can touch yeah. on that quick. All right, so DB. Uh, decent week, 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Uh, Our loss was um, – what is his first name? I'm sorry. Jordan Howden. Jordan Howden. I knew I should have written it in there. Um, for the Saints, Marcus May came back, uh, so unfortunately – didn't play enough to, to be worthwhile. Uh, Keanu Neal did great. A uh, bunch of tackles. And Tyreek Stevenson, typical cornerback, up and down. Speaking of yeah. which, do you want, let's hop over to that question because it involved Tyreek yeah. Stevenson. Yes. Where um, did that go? There it is. Tyreek or Adebo? Paulson Adebo, who had two picks this week against Tyson Bajant. Uh, Let me look. They're basically, they're they're not that dissimilar, honestly. They're both quarterback twos on their roster, opposite good players, uh, outside corners, not slot guys. Oh goodness! To me, this one's still still going to go with Tyreek here. He is now the tied for the most targeted corner in the league. Uh, again, per PFF, and I am scrolling to try to find um, Adebo. I think teams are f- going after Lattimore more than Adebo. Surprising, but I think Lattimore has definitely not been himself. But Yeah, he's also yeah. getting up there. Yeah. Tyreek is the one I go with. Adebo is also yeah. he's a solid corner. Tyreek Stevenson yeah. I think will be, but right now he's a rookie. He's He's getting picked on and should be getting picked on. So Stevenson's going to have a lot more opportunities, I think, for tackles. But Adebo does have that two interception capability if Marshawn Lattimore is on and being avoided. So uh, one other will came back, and uh, so actually, so I think the four guys. So these also here: uh, Wagner, Mosley, Quincy, Edwards. 
Wagner would be the only one I question in there. Um, yeah. Honestly, the other four like top six to seven guys for me, I think this week. So it's a yeah. fantastic, fantastic uh, linebacker yeah. core. So that's a great problem to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's hop into our names and then we'll come back. There's a couple more DB questions we just got. So first so, one, do you want to touch on? Sure. I can touch on uh, Tavir Thomas, the slot corner for the Texans. Um, he has multiple eight tackle games now, including this past week where he did add a forced fumble. He has only been healthy for four games so far this year, but has played at least 65% of snaps in all of those and up to 85%. Um, boosting him from here for the next little bit is that Jimmy Ward is out and Ward has been playing a lot in the slot. So that's going to take less snaps away from Thomas. Um, so yeah, just nice cornerback play, some tackle floor. Um, have how many tackles he's averaging per game. Let me find that real quick. Again, this is, I don't know if I would play him often in normal defensive back starting leagues, but if you're starting a corner, I think he's a solid. I think player. he's got eight, five, five, eight in his four full games. He missed a bunch with a, like a wrist injury. So six and a yeah. half or so. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. But he's like I said, slot. Yes, like you said, slot corner playing a good snap share. The Bengals matchups not one to shy away from. Um, so they're gonna throw it a lot. Yeah, they run pretty much exclusively eleven. So he's gonna be out there a ton. I would expect up closer to the eighty-five percent. So in his four healthy games, he's actually eight, five, seven, and nine. Oh, okay. So looks like it was actually nine tackles this week, not eight. So that's a little over seven a game. So nice. Must have been an update after that. Yeah, he's he's one I think I threw in the waiver column last year a couple times. Um, next name, uh, Trayvon Morig. See if I butcher that one or not. Um, Sounds great. Uh, safety for the Raiders. Um, with Epps there, I thought he was going to be playing a lot of free safety, but he's actually been playing down in the box more. I don't have the exact numbers pulled up, but uh, he actually got um, his second sack of the season last week, and he's hit uh, – it's, it's not a great floor, but five tackles in three in three straight games. I think it's like five, seven, and ten. Uh, ten was two weeks ago. He had five this past week plus the sack, and he's hit five tackles – or more in seven of nine games overall. So, I mean, more of a floor play a little bit, but he does have a little bit of a, a upside, especially in big leagues where, like, uh, big plays, sacks, and picks are worth something. Um, he's got a little bit of upside in there, too. Um, so as buys come through, if you need a fill-in or injuries or whatever, I don't think he's the worst play um, not not an elite ceiling though. Yeah, and those numbers it looks like it was about forty percent of the time in the slaughter box this week. That's not that's not terrible. No, it's not great, but it's higher than I was expecting. The year, yeah. And, uh, defense um, is changing. Off- the defense is yeah. changing with a new coach. So sorry. No, you were good. Uh, just to hit a question there related to that, Nate Hobbs, who's Trevon Merrick's teammate. 
um, always start, um, I guess, between the next four. Jump that one a little bit. Uh, let's actually hit our last name before this one. I didn't read the full question before jumping in there. Sorry, Matt, we'll hit that again. But the last name we have on here is D. Delaney, also with the Buccaneers. If you want to hit on him a little bit, Justin. Sure. Can you still hear me? My computer's being weird. Yeah, you are frozen on my screen. I was just about okay. to ask. All right, it's back now. Sweet. Um, all right, so uh, D. Delaney. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan Neal got benched for uh, in the middle of the game. So talked about him quite a bit last week on the, the show and long-term value of him. It did not appear to be injury-related. It appeared to be just a performance thing. Which is interesting. Like he had 13 tackles a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe he's struggling like with their scheme or something. But uh, so Delaney has not put up the stats necessarily that you want to see that Neil was putting up. Um, Neil missed week four. He put up just three tackles and a pick, and he only had one tackle last week on 67 percent of snaps. But that box role that he's playing has been, like I said. Uh, Neil put up 13 tackles a few weeks ago. So, like, the role is there, there for him to do great. So I'm willing to take the shot and at least throw him on my bench and see what happens. I I wouldn't play him this week because it's just as likely that they bench Neil as part of the game and then go right back to him. So he might just be a stash guy, but I think he's worth throwing in there. Yeah. I think that's fair. You're curious what's going on with Neil? How I haven't been able anything. to find anything on him. Yeah. What's going on there? It is weird. All right, let's hop through these defensive questions. Yeah, I have a couple DB ones in there. Um, first one from Matt: Buda Baker or Jamal Adams? Rest of season. Oh. Yeah, Adams injury history and. Snapshare. So I have a Snapshare up right now, and this is over the last three games. Um, yeah, Jamal Adams has been in the slot box area, definitely more than Buddha, but Buddha's still been in there about 60% of the time, 70% of the time, compared to Adams, closer to like 80, 85. So with that, I would still go Baker here. Yeah, I have Buddha a little higher. And also there is the competition factor where I don't know who Buda Baker's backup is at this point, but Julian Love is better than them. So uh, Adams also has to contend with, I mean, he's not the same player, but Bobby Wagner and yep. uh, Jordan Brooks, Brooks both are tackle magnets. And uh, Devon Witherspoon when he's in the slot. Uh, Kaiser White, like... Uh, I'll take the shot on Buddha getting tackle, yeah. getting those tackles. Um, mm -hmm. I would agree. Oh, Afanga or Poyer? Which one would you rather start this week? I think I'm going to Afanga. Uh, Maybe. I don't know really here. If you're in a big play league, definitely Hufanga. I don't think he's done much with that this year, but. He Based off last year, he still got it in him, but um, yeah, oof. not sure on that one. 
Looking players have been fairly consistent, I think. But yeah, he's also playing about sixty to sixty-five percent in the slot box area for Poyer, whereas Hufanga has been playing sixty-five percent ish deep. So floor-wise, I'd still yeah, I'm probably going to go Poyer here. Who are the Bills playing this week? Totally just lost that. That's a good question. I don't remember the answer to. They do not have their buy yet. Let's see. I'll have just one second. Broncos. The 49ers are playing the Jaguars. Ooh, Broncos, Bills. Monday night. Primetime this week is rough. Goodness gracious. Bears, Panthers, Thursday night. Our Colton Patriots. On Sunday early morning, was it Raiders, Raiders, Jets, Raiders, Jets Sunday night, and then the Broncos, Bills, which is gross for some ways on Monday. Oof, oof. So, I think we disagree, but uh, I yeah, I I think I tend to be a little more conservative, especially on the IDP side than you. So, I think that explains it. Yeah. I'll shoot for, shoot for the high end, and you're more yeah. give it, give it a, the median, try to mm-hmm. keep it consistent. So, yeah. Question that I oh we just hit it at the same time. Question that I jumped a little bit, but yeah, start eight Hobbs, especially in a cornerback league. Um, Adebo, Saint Juiced, Cam Taylor, Britt, or Stevenson. I'm gonna go ahead and put Saint Juiced at the bottom. Just I know Quan Martin came in. He's someone who, if you've been listening listening or know me at all know that I absolutely adore him as a player and think he's there might be their best corner already so I think he's going to take that spot pretty quick but once he gets fully up to speed so St. Just is at the bottom for me I think I'm starting Camp Taylor Britt I think this week they're playing the Texans who just yeah, I threw all over uh, Tampa. They're going to have to throw a lot against yep. Cincy as well. Yeah, I think he's the high high guy for me. Yeah. Then we said what? Yeah. Stevenson, Adebo, St. Juice. All right. Yep. Sweet. All right. The last question. We'll get to Nino Pena. We'll get to your question. We see a couple comments there. Um, Some offensive questions. Yeah. Before we transition, we had another one on IDP Invitational. So, for those who don't know, every year we run an IDP Guys Invitational. You can sign up on the website uh, for next year. I'm not sure if the sign-up's live yet or not. Um, I believe, I'm pretty sure it is live. Okay. As I say, I usually sign up uh, as we get closer to the season, but uh, so um, Joe's doing a lot better than me. Fun uh, tournament, I know. I left. We did left. Um, my my team. My, oh, go ahead, Justin. Sorry. I thought I crushed my draft. I went right to running back heavy, and it just it killed me. Um, the the Chubb injury got me, uh, and then. I thought I got a pretty good value on Najee, and he's been awful. So, ah, Nicole B. Dean going in and out all the time. 
yeah, it's just I think I'm two and two and eight, right? No, two and seven. It's been rough. It's yeah. I am at five and four right now. Um, I know I just got my butt handed to me this week. I think I got doubled this week or pretty close to it. I know I did have two weeks in there, I think back to back where I forgot how MFL worked and didn't set lineup. Life kind of got in the way and realized that I didn't do that until late. But yeah, I went the opposite way. My running backs, well, my best running back right now is Javante Williams. And my second best is probably Daryl Henderson. So that's how that one's going. Then wide receivers have just been super over the all over the place. IDP wise, they're fine, but yeah, just a couple. It's been fine. I mean, I, I started well last year, but yeah, same. I, I also I drafted Kyler fairly late. I don't remember exactly where, so I've been waiting for him to come back and having to start Desmond Ritter as my second quarterback most of the year. So that's been fun. Um, hey, yeah. that's a transition. I'm just going to skip it and go into Desmond right. Ritter's backup. I'm going to let you talk because I'm going to, I will be, I'm going to get on an angry tirade if, if I talk about Heineke. All right. So we did fine. Uh, this last week we brought up Levis knowing it was the Steelers. He played reasonably well. He just didn't get touchdowns. So he played and... significantly better on Thursday night than he did with the four touchdown game. And just as a pure quarterback, it was very impressive this week. I think he's he's fine if you have him, especially now that he's been named starter. I think you can keep rolling with him. Um, so, breaking news for anyone. The Giants are signing Jacob Eason. I know you love him. Okay. Interesting. I, they did sign someone else. I forget. Is it Matt Barkley they have on their practice yeah. squad? Who's pro- I, he's the one I would expect to start this week. I don't think the veto is going to start. He doesn't, no offense, look like an NFL quarterback. No. He had some decent numbers this week. I think like and at Barclay, one point it looked it was fifteen of twenty for one seventy five and touchdown. Bar- Barkley played with Dayball yeah. in Buffalo, so that's where I actually expect the start to go. But sorry, yeah. back to Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Uh they play the Cardinals in Arizona. Um Kyler's coming back this week, so I would expect against that Atlanta defense that the Cardinals are gonna be able to put up some points. Um Let's see. So they he gave decent performances the last couple weeks. He did give up twelve or scored twelve fantasy points in the second half of week eight and fifteen last week in the full game. Without I think he only had one touchdown. So like there's some upside for more, especially um, the Falcons have been talking, saying they think Drake London should be back from his groin injury this week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow what kind of practice he gets in. If any, um, be nice to have him back. Um, Heineke also gave you 15 to 20 yards on the ground each of the last two weeks. So there's a little bump there, a couple more points. And I guess 38 pass attempts, just one touchdown against the Vikes. Um, Arizona's defense doesn't really get pressure on you, and their corners aren't anything to write home about. So I think you could do worse. I mean, there's probably better options in most cases, but if you're in really looking... League, he's a good pickup, especially if you have um, two on or Mahomes on by this week. Yeah, and I, uh, before we hop off, 
quarterback, I also wanted to bring up to make sure you double check for a few guys that we have higher this week, but are probably more widely owned. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Bryce Young all have good matchups and should uh, probably be a little more reliable. Bryce was the one that scares me the most out of that group. Bryce versus Heineke would be a a little more of a challenge for me, but Baker and Carr have both been pretty consistently in the quarterback 12 to 15 range, and you just took away three quarterbacks that outscore them consistently on by this week. So I would expect them to both be uh, back in quarterback ones pretty easily. Yep, I would agree there. Um, so running back-wise, uh, last week, how did we do? Hmm. Running back. We did. It wasn't, wasn't terrible, unfortunately. We uh, we brought up one Ravens running back, and I think we'll t- be talking about another one here in a minute. And there was a comment, a question about him. Uh, we brought up Acres already. Uh, that one's just well, gross. And then the Bears running back. I don't even know what to call it. Rotation. They cycle through them, yeah, and you can never figure out which one's going to play how much. No. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go a little out of order since we were just talking about the Falcons. Um, their running back, Tyler Algier. This one's for you, Shandon, if you're still out there. But, um, the Falcons are frustrating. So Bijan Robinson has kind of been in the doghouse the last few weeks. Looking at over the past this season in the red zone tyler algier has 25 carries which is 52.1 percent of the falcons red zone carries whereas Bijan robinson has nine which is 18.8 and if you look over the last four weeks it is 16 to 4 in favor of algier Bijan is not getting looks in the red zone right now because he had one fumble and missed a pass blocking assignment in like week three so Arthur Smith is doing his thing and not playing his best players in the spot where he needs them because he knows better. But um, yeah, Algiers been running up some numbers. He's been a touchdown vulture. So if you need a shot, and yes, Shannon, I did just throw up in my mouth for multiple reasons. But yeah, it's. I'm, to... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah, it's just been kind of gross. I'm trying to find there was a quote that I saw this morning basically saying that Arthur Smith was basically saying it works better to use Bijan as a decoy. I, I can't find the exact quote, but it was it was a disgusting quote. Yeah, right now he's using Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and Drake London as decoys. So oh, goodness. It's, yeah. What better to draft in the top 10 than uh, decoy? Oh, here it is. Uh, Arthur Smith on Bijan Robinson. His impact away from the ball can open things up. I mean, he's not wrong, but... that's Yeah, I mean, it's a fact. It's, but guess what? His impact with the ball can open things up, too. Yeah, and like... Thanks for throwing that in there, just for Shannon. But yeah, it's... The Falcons are... 
Yeah, I'm gonna stop before. Yeah, I'm gonna go off if we keep going. We're already running a little hot, little All long. Right. So, so Keaton Mitchell, uh, Baltimore Ravens running back. They're playing the Browns. Gross matchup. Don't want to play him this week. Want to see another week. See how they use him. Um, tough matchup this week. Like I said, long term, love the upside. Uh, he actually had nine carries for 138 yards and a touchdown against Seattle. It was his first nine career carries. I believe he only played 13 snaps though. They were at the end of the That's game. Right. Um, but he's essentially Devon A. Chain light, and I literally mean light. I think he might weigh like 160 something. Yeah, it's, that sounds right. It's yeah, uh, it's kind of scary, but uh, I don't. He's gonna only get a few touches, but he's got that kind of speed where it only takes one. Yeah. Um, so big upside. Especially with the other two running running backs in that room right now, Gus Bus, we know what he is. He's his nickname says it all. Justice Hill is a solid jack of all trades, but they don't have any electricity in the running back field aside from Mitchell. Really, that's so. Speaking of Mitchell, uh, I, I saw this question, um, and I was as surprised as uh, uh, Nino um, was. It's Jimmy Gibbs for me, uh, fairly easily. Uh, yeah. Keaton Mitchell's still just a dart throw at best. Gibbs, uh, there was a quote from Dan Campbell basically saying he recognized that Jameer Gibbs has been doing some stuff really well and they need to make sure they're still getting in the ball. So I do expect him to see more opportunities, even with Montgomery likely back this week. I don't think those actually come at the expense of Montgomery. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do. I wouldn't be shocked to see him playing a little more wide receiver. Put them both out there. Um, Their wide receiver room has been pretty bad. So, yeah. besides Amon Ra, so um, that's just my opinion, though. Uh, but it's easily Gibbs. I'm yeah, sure you're sure. there. Um, the last running back I wanted to bring up was Antonio Gibson. Um, it's flex play right now with his current role, and he's having five targets over the last couple weeks, a couple carries last week. Or what? He's five for five in terms of catches, targets over the last two weeks, each week, right? Yep. Sorry, my writing's a little bad. No, you're good. Um, and he's having a couple carries each week. Um, Commander's offense is throwing it a lot, and yeah, he had some juice this past week, and he got a lot of opportunities as a result. Yep, he's the juiciest of their backs, which is a weird thing to say, but weird way to say it. But he is. Yeah, he's got five to six targets in like four games this year. So like he's, if you could get the right matchup, which I do believe Seattle without having to play the Ravens this week is like probably they're going to come out a little angry and uh, play pretty yeah. well. So I imagine the Commanders with their defense are going to be playing a little catch up, and I wouldn't be shocked to see some Gibson. Um, so let's see. With that, we'll hop over to receiver. Uh, eh, week one hundred and two. Dotson did great. John Dotson, that is. Uh, Khalil Shakir and Demario Douglas were both fine. Um, I do still like both of them long term. Yep. Um, so I I gave us a push on those. And they either of them killed you, but you would like to see more points. Yep. Um. Uh. First name. You want to take it? Uh sure. Uh, Noah Brown. Texans, he for the Texans, he's the wide receiver two on the week going into last night. So I don't believe anyone would have outdone that. And that 
fun game. But went six for six for 153 and a touchdown. Um, I put Brandon Cooks has been out since week six. That would be Robert Woods. Um, and sounds like he's probably still going to miss time. Even Noah if Brown. He, even if he yeah. does, Woods has was playing outside, whereas I think Brown is their slot receiver, which is weird because I still would have expected that to be Tank Dell. But yeah. Dell, Collins, Woods coming back would actually take away from Dell or Collins, I believe. Yeah, potentially. Might see some shifting around, but either way. Um, yeah, he's been as long as he's getting snaps. He's been good, and Houston can't run the ball. Don't They're not really trying to that much. Um, they're letting Stroud cook, and yeah, so really want to be starting all their weapons, especially with their defense not being great. So they're going to be in a lot of shootouts, a lot of opportunities. Yeah, their, their neutral pass rate went from like one and three to two and three. Or sorry, and three, three and five over the three out of five over the last like week. It's kind of wild. Working. Like, it, it, yeah, clearly it's much more successful. I mean, what it Singletary played seventy percent of snaps, got a bunch of opportunities, and still did absolutely nothing because their O line is not able to run block. I mean, I think Damian Pierce gets hit in the backfield so often it's wild. Yeah. But all right, next name. Yeah. Kyle Phillips for the Titans. I do not have it in front of me who he's playing this week, unfortunately. But uh he caught four or five targets this the past game and uh sixty eight yards. Um actually because of how rough this week was at receiver and just offenses in general, it actually was Tampa Bay. Okay. I mean who just got lit up by slot receiver, Noah Brown. Um so kind of works out that should be Phillips this week he's not going to see that kind of um yardage he's not used as a downfield weapon like that they'll use uh, DeAndre Hopkins for that but uh Vrabel said right around the time we started the show that uh it's unlikely Burks is going to clear concussion protocol this week so they're not expecting him to play which means Kyle Phillips is likely the second look a lot of the times for Will Levis um I wouldn't be surprised to see his looks go up and have a solid game. Yep. Um, back in college, you know, the highest targeted player for Will Levis was Wandale Robinson back at Kentucky, who slot guy. So maybe that'll translate. Granted, a lot of that was also lack of other talent, but yeah. That's another question, though. So Last name we'll bring up for the wide receivers is a guy from two years ago who I loved in the draft process, Jalen Tolbert for the Cowboys. Um, a lot of this is Michael Gallup has really fallen apart and is really does not look like an NFL caliber receiver anymore. Over the last four games, his snap percentage has gone from Gallup's that is gone from 82%, 70%. And out of the bye week, he was at 51% and 48%. So he's been trending down has caught nine of 21 targets for 78 yards over that span. He's just not the same player he used to be. Injuries have really taken a toll. And Tolbert really is a very explosive player. Wide receiver 14 on the week after three catches for 49 and a touchdown, which is gross. That's wide receiver 14, but number didn't seem right. But It was a rough week for receivers, rough week. It for, was. Like, it was gross. It really was. Um, you either 
played a Texan or played against a Texan, and whoever had the Texans won the matchup, pretty much. Yep, pretty much. And um, more on Tolbert, um, they're not using Brandon Cooks in a way that Brandon Cooks is great. He's the best used in a motion-heavy offense with some quick, I don't want to say gimmicky, but some gimmicky sort of stuff, McVay sort of stuff. That's not what Mike McCarthy's doing. It's not what he's ever done. Um, Tolbert really is a good fit in the offense. He's a good vertical threat. Um, Dak seems to trust him a bit, and he's probably going to take over that wider theory wide receiver three role soon and he might take over the wide receiver two role if brandon cooks isn't as healthy as we thought or the role he's not someone i would want to start weekly maybe this week against the giants just as a screw it it's the giants start throw but he's getting in the spot where he could be startable or flexible all right last uh we had some receiver stuff in here Oh, no, it's a tight end question. We'll get back to it. All right, tight end. Uh, We'll run through our guy. Last week, 0-1, Logan Thomas uh, did fine. He just didn't find the end zone, so 0-1. This week, we'll highlight Kate Otten. Um, Unfortunately, versus the Titans, it's not a great matchup, but um, they've actually allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Not to scare you off of him. Just to tell you, the floor is fairly low. However... He's actually seen six or more targets in each of the last three weeks. I think it's nine, six, and six. And uh, anytime he's seen at least four targets, he's actually finished within the top 18 tight ends. Um, so interesting little nugget there. Yeah, uh, when, when he was down at four, he, he got in the end zone. So that's why he was able to do that with the four target game. Other than that, it's basically been six plus targets. Um, so, but. I expect them to have to throw the ball against a good Titans run defense, and their running back, Rashad White, has not been good. Speaking of Rashad White, um, all right, we'll touch on this one. So uh, Nina's first uh, statement was asking about a consistent role for Taysom Hill or constant role. Um, He's been doing so well that I don't know how they go away from him, especially Carr has not been the best passing quarterback um so however that being said rashad white from Taysom hill and Ridley, high overpay the thing with it probably is but the thing with rashad white is i think he's the only running back in the nfl that's seen at least 70 percent of snaps in every single game on the year uh so it's more of a team build thing. It depends yeah. how badly you need the running back. And the if tight end. Really. And the tight end. If you feel good about your running backs, you don't need Rashad White. I don't think you need to make the deal. Um, yeah. Ridley scares the crap out of me. Um, he's pretty clearly the wide receiver too, which is weird. I really thought he would be the alpha and Kirk would take over the two role, but so that I don't think is accurate. He's getting the top corner coverage every game they're playing. I mean, yeah, but, uh, but Kirk's, so. Kirk's the slot guy, but the the actual how Lawrence is targeting guys is other than if you take out Week One, where I think Ridley had like ten or something targets and Kirk might have had yeah. one. 
Like it's been three. It's been more towards Kirk. So that's yeah. why I do I'm think Kirk is the yeah. wide receiver one. Gotcha. Target wise, he has been, but I am not scared on Ridley. It's definitely more variance than we would have liked. But after their buy, I'm still, I honestly still think Ridley's going to be a wide receiver one rest of the season. They've been looking good. There have been some weird stuff. Kirk, I don't think has really looked that good as well. I don't think he should be getting as many targets as he has been. It's scary, but I would I'm on the Ridley Taysom side here for sure. But yeah, it is a team build thing. If you need that running back, which I think you're getting, how are you reading this? Is he's getting or giving Rashad White? Getting, getting offered Rashad White. So I read it as getting Rashad White. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, if you need a running back, then I don't think it's unreasonable, especially just is Taysom really going to get eight carries a game? And Ridley has been, it's been a struggle this year for sure. But, yeah. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. I'm going to hit the, anyone get any questions, shoot them in. I will get through um, here the next couple of minutes if you got them. Um, yeah. If not, you want to start. Okay, this up. Yeah, so just want to give one more reminder of the uh, 50% off season-long membership that we have going on now with code IDP50 over at the idpguys.org where you can see um, our game previews, reviews, weekly ranks, um, other articles. You, If you subscribe, you can get access to our Discord where we have our great writers, including Justin and I, hanging out in there, can answer questions there or on Twitter. Um, also on the website, we have various tools, especially if you are a subscriber. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You can follow Justin at FFFBallers and me at Jolo63. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Have a great rest of your day. And don't see any other questions. So thanks, Jamie. We're gonna head thanks out. Sean. Yeah, thank you guys. And yeah, may the force be with you. Have fun out there.